This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast. It is time for part two of the Ascension Challenge recap. If you didn't already listen to the last podcast episode, episode 397, make sure you go back and listen to that first. I did part one of my recap of the Ascension Challenge and it got pretty long. So I decided to break this up into two parts. There was so much information that was covered in the Ascension Challenge. So I'm really just scratching the surface, but these concepts are really important and so expansive that I really wanted to cover them more because the challenge was amazing, honestly. And if you haven't already taken part in the 3D to 5D Ascension Challenge, it's a free challenge available to you. It's basically like a whole course. The link will be in the show notes. It's also on my website and my Instagram bio, but it's 30 days of channeled messages, lessons that correspond to the channel message if you're in the channel collective, the membership, and then also daily emails with specific exercises inside to help you integrate what was covered because there was so much information. And I have loved hearing the, I'll call them transformation stories before, during, after the challenge. So many of you were telling me how much it opened you up, all of the synchronicities you were experiencing, how much your whole reality really shifted through it. And that makes my heart sing. So thank you. And I would love for more people to have that experience. So the more you share about it, the more you share this episode really helps other people find the content. And I would highly recommend the challenge if you are looking to expand your consciousness and you are wanting to anchor more into 5D consciousness. And what I loved about this challenge was it allowed me to share more about the different layers of information I receive. So there is the trance channeled message every single day that is up on YouTube. So you can see that. But then in the lessons in the membership, the channel collective, I get to go even deeper and talk more about my perception around it and then more information that's coming through because different information is coming through when I am trance channeling than what they are showing me in my head, the conversations I'm having with the guides outside of what's said verbally. And then bringing it back to how do we apply this to our daily lives and having exercises to help you go deeper into that, you probably will need a full notebook. If you're not already a member of the private forum, it's totally free, available to everybody in our community. If you want to connect more with other podcast listeners and people who are very interested in this type of stuff and way of thinking and being, I know people right now are really looking for their people. and the forum is a great place to find that. So the link for that is at christinathechannel.com slash membership. Also in the show notes, join the forum, introduce yourself. We are very friendly. And if you are ready to dive even deeper and you really want to expand and shift your life, check out the channel collective. It is a monthly membership. 
jam-packed with hundreds of video trainings about all things manifestation, intuition, brain rewiring. That's where you have access to Ascension School as well, which is a whole library of trance-channeled messages from Ascended Masters themselves. So a wide variety of perspectives are available to you. There are also monthly Q&A coaching calls, which are so much fun. They're so interesting. And of course, the recordings. And then also manifestation calls and monthly drop-in energy healing sessions so you can receive 70 Ahai energy healing because I know the healing circles I offer for Ahai are booked pretty far in advance. Those are in a smaller group setting, but I do have that monthly offer in the Channel Collective as well. And you get access to pre-released podcasts without any ads. So if you want to listen to the podcast ahead of time and or without any advertisements, then that's available to you through the membership as well. Check it out at christinathechannel.com slash membership. Would love to have you in the community. And before I jump into the rest of the recap of the Ascension Challenge, I just want to announce this week's giveaway winner. So every other week, I'm going to be choosing someone who left an iTunes rating and review to win a free card pull from me. So you can have it be a general reading or ask a specific question. I'll pull some cards. We'll send that over to you. So this week's winner is Alana Coral. Coral? Coral. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce your last name. So I apologize for that. But Alana, you'll know if this was you because you wrote it. You said, can't get enough. Authentic and raw. No BS. I learned so many nuggets from each episode. I feel like I should be paying to listen. Thank you so much for that review, Alana. And all you have to do to claim your prize is email podcast at christinathechannel.com. Let us know what you want the reading to be about, and we will get that over to you. And if you want to win in the future, just make sure you submit an iTunes rating and review. Take a screenshot and send it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. That's where we are pulling them from. All right, so let's get into uh, some more of the topics from the Ascension Challenge. We are going to talk about identity, shifting time, manifestation, triggers, accessing multidimensionality, so much good stuff. And just so you know, the way I am doing this is I'm looking at a list of the lessons I posted in the channel collective and just looking at the titles and letting that jog my memory. So I'm kind of just going down the list and hopping around a little bit. But where I'll start today is with the Sisters of Light talking about having fun. And this is something that my guides have talked to me about so much in the last year or so. And they always tell me to make sure I bring humor to what I teach. And that's been so important for me to remember because that's really my natural style anyway. I'm very sarcastic. I make a lot of jokes. And I feel like a big reason why I don't connect with a lot of the spirituality space is because it's so serious. Like it's so serious. It's so intense. And I feel like there's a stereotype of what spiritual people are like. And I think a lot of people act like that just because they think it makes them spiritual when it doesn't necessarily. I think this also links back to groundedness, but there are a few aspects to this. One is just having 
having fun and not having to be so serious all the time, which can really like drag you down. But the other thing is with manifestation and calling things in, staying in a high vibrational state is going to be so helpful to be in receiving and to receive high vibrational things. But the other piece is like, what is the point of this life? Really? I could say a few things, but what I really want to touch on is all that I know that's real in this moment is my current perception of this moment in the now. All that really exists is the now, which connects to what we'll talk about in a second about time. But if all I know that's real is right now, how am I choosing to be in the now? And do I want to choose to be in sadness or frustration or resentment in all of my nows moving forward, which then collectively don't make me feel good? Or right now, am I going to choose happiness? Am I going to choose having fun? And so they were talking a lot about just incorporating more fun into your daily life. And there are so many things we do every single day that might feel like routine. And because it's routine, we've sort of lost that zest or excitement. And so how can you start to infuse more fun and excitement and just being silly in your everyday life and making everyday life fun again? A lot of people get in routines, they get in ruts, and it's not necessarily about doing something different, although you can do something different. Maybe that's the thing that helps you to shift your energy around it, but you can do the same things and shift your energy. So I can every day sit down and write my to-do list and feel like, oh, this is so boring, my to-do list. Or I can sit down and like, you know, have a little dance party, have my music playing, like, yeah, I'm going to write my to-do list. Let's go. Right. And just like make it super fun. And if you start doing things like that, you're going to notice how much your overall life just seems to change because you are infusing all of these in-between moments, all of these otherwise neutral moments, or even low vibration moments with fun and laughter and excitement and being silly. And when you're already in that higher vibration, it allows you to approach your day from a very different energy and see things from a very different energy. And I'm a huge believer in starting my day off in a high vibrational note. I think that's something really simple that people can do. It's like, when I first wake up, what can I do that just makes me feel so high vibe and that's going to be different for everyone. But the big message there is like, you don't need to be so serious all the time. A lot of people have lost their sense of fun, their sense of creativity, their sense of being silly. And it's like, if I'm going to wake up in the morning and go through my day and then go to sleep, am I going to spend the whole day being super serious and stressed out? Or I can do the same exact things from a different energy and actually have fun and receive more in the process because I've shifted my energy. So this leads me into re-perceiving. Metatron was talking about re-perceiving and okay, this message from Metatron, like, I don't, I don't know what was going on, but <laughs> the energy was insane. I I like very much stopped that early. He could have gone on longer, but I stopped that early because I was like, I don't know what was happening to me. I needed to ground ASAP. I needed to ground ASAP. If you listened to that message, you probably could feel the frequency. It was it was wild. He has such a strong piercing energy. And so he was talking a lot about timelines and re-perceiving. And what this means is like taking moments, let's say, let's take moments in the past 
and go back. And this is very connected to, you could call it trauma healing, thought shifting, whatever you want to call it. Going back into moments and literally shifting the perception around it. And so I can think back to a situation with, let's say a friend who really hurt me. And let me go back into that moment where I was really hurt and I'm going to literally shift my entire perception around the experience. And that shifts how I show up in the now. He's talking about how me in the now, right now, where am I harboring energies from other experiences that are based on a certain perception? And all I need to do to shift the energy in me right now that I'm still holding on to, where I'm connected to that, is reperceive that other experience. And when I reperceive that and shift the energy within that situation itself, I shift the energy within me and then I don't have to hold on to those other frequencies. And oh my gosh, I wish I could. It's harder to do this on a podcast. It was easier to do this on video when I was explaining it. But imagine, imagine like a point. Okay. Imagine a point in space. And then there are, there are two lines coming out from that point. Almost like it's a V. That's a good way to explain it. Imagine it like a V, but a very wide V. Not a narrow V, but a very wide V. Imagine it like that. And you see that point. Okay, so he was saying how that point represents you right now, what you're experiencing. This is all you know to exist. The way we perceive it within the three-dimensional construct of space and time is like the line Let's say you're the point and the line to the left, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. The line to the left is like your past and the line to the right is like your future. And then there's you now and you orient yourself like you're in the middle. But then he was saying, he's like, but if you really saw it as it was, you would essentially take those, think of it as like two arms of the V. You're the point at the bottom, right? You take those two arms, you could almost like, hold your arms out if you want in a in a y shape and he's saying it's like you collapse the v on itself and so imagine those those two legs of the v just going towards each other until they're one line and then it's all in one single point he's like that's all that actually exists you just perceive it as this happened before and this happened after but all of those energies are connected to you they're actually all collapsed into one thing, it's not happening before or after, that's your perception so you can understand in this three-dimensional reality. But in fact, the only thing that really exists is the, the current moment. It's all happening at the same time and you are connected to all of these energies. So if you can re-perceive anything that you perceive to be in the past, you are shifting yourself in the now. And you can also do the same thing with the future, but we're getting a little... maybe a little too trippy for you right there, but it's such a cool concept. And the answer for so many things where people are like, how do I let go of this? Well, re-perceive it, go back to that point because it's still affecting you in the now. In fact, it actually is your now when you're still holding on to it and re-perceive it. And in re-perceiving the past, you re-perceive the present because they are not actually different. So it's like, if I shift the lens through which I saw the past, now I, I look back and you know, quote back and I shift the lens. Well, now my lens is totally different now and you can feel an instantaneous shift within that. So really, really cool stuff. 
if you want more on that, watch watch the channel message and then watch the lesson in the channel collective because I go much deeper into that. But this is part of accessing multidimensionality, which the monarch being went into this and they were really trying to explain how to get to know yourself as an energetic being and get to know how to work with your energy body and really bringing that into balance. And so you could look at that from the perspective of balancing chakras, of balancing masculine and feminine energies, like putting your whole self into balance and then going to different layers. Like you can imagine it like going up higher and higher and becoming less and less dense, seeing yourself in a physical form, in an energetic form your auric body, your celestial body, all the way up until you are pure light. And then even further where there is no separation. It's just oneness overall. As you go into higher dimensions, like there's a difference between knowing and thinking from a place of unity consciousness, but still perceiving Things as separate aspects, but knowing it's all one whole versus going up higher and literally there, it's not like separate beings. It's just all pure light. Okay. But anyway, I'm getting off track. <laughs> Accessing multidimensionality, they're talking about having more control over this, like controlling the frequencies that you're tapping into. And this got into the conversation, which we covered on the Q&A call, which is super interesting. And I know it was really helpful for people, but with every situation, how can you see it from the physical level, the emotional, the energetic, the spiritual, the universal level? So it's seeing the different layers of everything that's going on. You can take any situation and look at it from so many different angles or aspects. Let's say someone says something mean to me. Maybe I am out with friends and someone doesn't like me and they make a mean comment. And let's say I'm hurt. Okay. So physically that person came up to me, made a mean comment. Maybe everyone perceives it to be pretty rude. That person just doesn't like me. And I feel like that person just went out of their way to attack me and I'm upset. And then I go home and I don't really want to be around that person anymore. And that's just very much what's happening at the physical level. This person is verbally saying something and then I am visibly upset, uncomfortable, and I leave. This is just one example. Okay. Then what's happening emotionally is that person has some pent up emotion and they are expressing it verbally toward me. And then all this emotion comes up in me. It's like all this stuff underneath the surface. And that person is maybe angry or annoyed or upset. And then I and then feeling all of my discomfort, my anger, my frustration, my sadness, my embarrassment. Maybe I start to cry if it was super mean. I don't know. So this is how the different emotions are coming up for, for both of us. And then the people watching, maybe they feel really uncomfortable or that brought something up in them. Maybe they felt really sad or angry. So we're having this whole emotional experience. And then we can look at what's happening energetically. Energetically, one angle of this could be that person has a lot of energy within themselves they don't know how to handle or move through. Maybe they have a lot of energetic blockages, pent up emotion, which is energy. And then they are essentially energy vomiting onto me. And then I'm taking on that energy because I don't have my protective shield up and I'm taking that on and feeling all of that energy. And so their emotion that is energy, I just 
took that on. Like it all just kind of got thrown onto me and I'm feeling it so heavily. So I'm feeling my own energy and emotion. And then also theirs being thrown onto me. That person feels the release from that energy vomiting coming out of them. But at the same time, then they are more open and feeling all of the energy of everybody else around them. And me, if I'm going to project some more out, but they're feeling all of the discomfort or anger or I don't know, excitement even, who knows, of the people around them. And they're suddenly feeling that, but then they also have this energetic release. And for them, where their energy feels volatile or very ungrounded, disconnected, it was their only way of managing it because it's like, it has to go somewhere. I don't know how to anchor this in. And they felt subconsciously or maybe consciously, probably, probably not consciously, that I was somebody who would take on the energy. I felt like an easy target. This is really common. This is very subconscious, but this is, it's very common for people who are very open energetically or if you're an empath or even clairsentient where people, they don't even know why they're drawn to you or they want to say something because you either have a lot of very light energy and or very open. You're very much an empath. You very much feel things heavily. So people will usually they don't realize why they're choosing this type of person, but that's the type of person that people tend to energy vomit onto. And now I, because I'm essentially receiving this, I'm feeling this whole whoosh, this whole whoosh of low frequency energy that now I feel like is just clouding me, pulling me down. I feel that drag down to my vibration. That person felt a release in their throat chakra. I'm feeling this whole block in my heart and my solar plexus. Maybe this starts to manifest physically. I feel sick. There's this big energy exchange all around. So that's just one example of how you could look at it from the energetic perspective. And then let's go up to the spiritual perspective. I was shining a light on that person's trigger or insecurity or reflecting something that they don't like about themselves, or perhaps I remind them of someone who they have some unresolved ish with. Maybe I remind them of their mother in some very deep ways, or a partner, an old friend. There's something about me that's triggering them. So they're projecting things onto me. If there's an aspect of me that they see in themselves that they don't like, or if I'm just shining a light on something within them, they're in comparison, or they feel like I remind them of someone else. Again, this is all usually far beneath the conscious awareness. And then on my side, why did I attract this person into my life? Well, perhaps there's a piece of what they said that is true, or it is reflecting an insecurity I have about myself that I already think. So they're pointing that out to me. Or that person in this exchange is reminding me of a past unresolved trauma, big T, little t relationship that didn't go very well, whatever it is. And this is my opportunity to approach it from a new energy. This is my opportunity from the universe to use my voice, to stand in my power, to not take on that energy for myself. It's the universe highlighting where I need to heal or and or gifting me the opportunity to fully heal a past wound. And that person is just the vehicle through which this opportunity is presented. So I can be in love, be in forgiveness, not let this affect me, respond in an empowered way, whatever it is where I I need to fully heal. I'm given that opportunity. I'm given the situation so that I can show up from that empowered energy and in doing so fully heal 
maybe something that happened before and or really shift my own perspective about myself, show up as my higher self. These are all the opportunities. So those are some angles you could look at it from spiritually and from spiritually to universally, you could look at it as why are we meeting? Why are our souls connecting? What is set off in a way energetically connected or broken through energetically universally in that moment? What was that moment creating, affecting both of us, everyone? What was that setting into motion? Where were our souls connected perhaps before where we needed to have this interaction again? You can see it as how both of our timelines in that moment matched up to have that interaction and where the opportunity was in that interaction for us to see our oneness and for me to see myself and that person and for that person to see themselves in me. It is in fact reconnecting with that oneness. So there are so many different angles you can look at it through. But I hope that that example overall just gave you a little bit of insight of what they mean when they're talking about looking at things from these different levels and these different layers and seeing that aspect of our multidimensionality. So there's that piece of seeing the different layers of every situation, but then also our multidimensionality as, you know, I can be here, Christina, physical, recording this podcast. I can also be talking to my guides, the Ascended Masters. I can be up, you know, traveling around in other galaxies, going to be astral traveling. I could be in a different location, remote viewing. I could be myself here, but then also my my Pleiadian self and myself in another reality where, you know, I have these big wings and I'm flying around. There's so many different aspects to me in different dimensions, realities, and it's getting to know that part of ourselves, but it really starts with understanding ourselves as energetic beings, as beings of energy and the many forms that could take and really starts with balancing that energy body in itself. And then the rest can unfold from there. So Super cool topic, accessing multidimensionality and its first awareness, and then starting to really intentionally adjust your frequency and your experience. And the rest unfolds from there. If you've ever wondered what we talk about in No BS Biz School, coaching calls, many things, obviously business, but sometimes we get off track. And last week we spent a solid 25 minutes, maybe more, talking about how much we love Organifi. And if you're wondering what product to start with, you know what I'm going to say? There's one product that makes everybody an Organifi super fan. It is the chocolate gold. This stuff is unreal. I don't even have words for it. It is my favorite thing to drink in the evening. It's like a healthy dessert. It's a mixture of like a golden milk combined with hot chocolate. And all you have to do is put a scoop into hot water. That's it. And it's this rich, chocolatey, yummy, delicious nighttime beverage. I love this to help me wind down in the evening. And it has so many amazing ingredients, including organic reishi mushroom extract. Reishi is said to be the secret to youth and longevity. Reishi is known to be great for rest and relaxation, great for supporting sleep and very grounding. There is also turkey tail mushroom extract in the chocolate gold, which is great for boosting the immune system. It has antiviral properties and it's rich in antioxidants and it's great for supporting digestion. There is also magnesium chloride. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals in the body. Great for supporting relaxation, relieving anxiety, decreasing aches and pains. Most people are magnesium deficient. So I love getting that in my nighttime beverage. 
And then a bunch of other amazing ingredients, including turmeric, ginger, lemon balm, cinnamon, and more. If you get your hands on chocolate gold, your life will change. And I love mixing this as well with my coffee. It's my favorite nighttime beverage and everybody I recommended chocolate gold to falls in love. You will not believe that there is only one gram of sugar per serving. You're missing out big time if you don't get your hands on chocolate gold. And you know I love all of Organifi's products. I drink green juice every morning, mix it with a little nut milk. It's amazing for natural detoxification and natural energy without any caffeine with ingredients like moringa, ashwagandha, spirulina, chlorella, and more. I love red juice for the afternoon. Again, natural energy. It's like a superfood berry punch without the sugar. Only one gram of sugar per serving, and it has so many amazing ingredients like beets, acai, cordyceps, Siberian ginseng, and more. Those are just a few of my favorites. And I'm not joking when I say I drink these every day. People always make fun of my, I have a drawer and then a cabinet with all of my backup Organifi because I can't live without it. So if you want to try out Organifi, then head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC. And that code CTC will get you 15% off. Check out the bundles. You'll save some money. And again, that code CTC will get you 15% off Organifi. And I cannot wait to hear how much you love it. Now let's talk about identity. This is a huge, huge topic. This came up so much throughout the challenge. And like, who are we really? The more you get to know the different layers of yourself, the different aspects of yourself, and the more you raise your vibration, the more you shift into 5D consciousness, the more you resist any set identity because your identity can shift in any moment. And they're talking a lot about how attaching yourself to a label can be so limiting and how it's like putting yourself in a box. And then what people do is a lot of people feel like once they have a label, that's who they have to be. And they let the label decide who they are. And then they live within that box, which blocks them from shifting and changing, growing, evolving. But if you didn't put yourself in a box to begin with, or if you were able to take on a label, but then allow yourself to shift the label whenever you wanted, instead of feeling like you had to be attached to it, now you have so much room to expand and grow. For me personally, I'm not against labels at all, but that's because my relationship with a label is I, I'm fine labeling myself something right now. And then in two minutes being like, no, that's not me anymore. I'm totally fine with that. Again, it's my relationship with that thing. It's my perception of that word. This goes back to redefining words. I don't see a label as something that you have to be stuck to for any longer than a single moment. I am many things. I am all kinds of things. It's very hard for me to say who I am. I'm, I'm just my essence and my essence, like whatever aspect of myself shows up in this moment can always be different. So if you want me to pick a single label, that's always going to describe me. Can't do it. But I don't really personally, this is just me. I don't have an issue with the labels, but I also don't have an issue changing a label, letting go of one, like one second to the next. But a lot of people, their relationship with the label is they feel like the label tells them who they are. They feel like, oh yeah, I'm this. So then that's who I have to be. And I'm boxed into this label. And so if that's limiting you, then let's let go of that. But the thing is, in terms of ascension and shifting to 5D, anchoring that in, you're going to find that you're very resistant to a label or a set identity because it can shift so much. It feels so much more fluid. And you're not going to like if somebody else tries to box you in. But also to realize that as you make this shift, 
because a lot of this content that they were saying is really to support people who are in the shift as well. As you're moving through the shift, it's really important to like let go of any boxes you did put yourself in so that you can allow yourself to make that change. And it's a sign of expansion if you are finding that your identity is shifting or any labels that you might have attached yourself to from before are shifting and just like allow yourself to let go of that. Now, along with that, with expansion, some of the other things they brought up in terms of blocks of that expansion of opening up, of accessing multidimensionality. This is ego. This is resistance. This is judgment. And so these are things to look out for just to to notice and to be in awareness of where is my ego popping up? Where is my ego wanting to keep me attached to this identity or this label? And is that truly for my highest and best? Or is this just because I'm afraid or because I like being in this, I'm better than this person type of energy for any of those. That's just your ego anchoring you into 3D. The ego isn't bad, right? But it's to recognize where is my ego controlling me and instead shifting that so we're aware of what's the ego and then we can actually tune into, okay, so my ego says this, but what does my heart say? What does my intuition say? What does my higher self say? And I will say ego blocks a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Where is the fear coming up? The desire to be better than other people, the desire to have access to something that others don't, all of that is blocking your expansion. And then with the judgment, this is another huge one because in this process of looking at the world in a very different way, Judgment comes up for so many people. They judge themselves. They get upset with themselves. They fall back into comparison. Well, this person can do this. I can't do that. How come this person's ahead of me? You know, these are all just stories. Even in, you know, connecting with their guides, this comes up all the time where the energy underneath the questions that people ask me, I'm like, this is you judging yourself and thinking you need to be somewhere that that you're not right now? Or where are you judging yourself, blaming yourself when you are in the process of reperceiving? Are you upset with yourself because you internalize something in that certain way? Or even in understanding this information and maybe your worldview is totally shifting. All kinds of things can pop up where you might be judging yourself or other people. And that's another one too. Like if we're moving through the world and seeing other people who perceive things in a different way and judging them, well, what does that say about us and our frequency? That's an energy. Judgment is an energy. And where we're in judgment from the sense of I'm better than this person. They don't know as much as me. And it's really coming from that better than less than energy, this is where we're staying in 3D. This is where we're not seeing our unity, our oneness. And also, you can't go through this process for yourself if you're always going to judge yourself. It's not about judging yourself for any decisions you've made or any decisions you continue to make or are making or any emotions you're feeling. There's no judgment. It's, it's awareness. It's very much awareness. And that was another big theme towards the end, the monarch being talking about just being an observation and then being able to release limitations. And this goes back to the Sisters of Light. We're talking about just infinite possibilities in your awareness. And what this, this process really is that they're talking about is seeing the world as perfectly designed as needed for you to have the experiences you're meant to have, to learn the things you're meant 
to learn, to expand in different ways if you so choose? And what if, just for a few days, every single person around you, you saw as a mirror? And this is something that totally changed my life probably about a year and a half ago when you know my guides are very much saying, okay, let's just try this instead of personalizing everything and seeing people around you as these other people who are doing XYZ to you and you're frustrated because you can't control them. It was very much victim mindset. They were like, what if this whole world is just curated for your perception, your experience? Because that's all you know to be true. And every single person who comes in, it's like a video game. Every single person who comes in is meant to teach you something. And you might not always like that teacher. They might not always know exactly what they're teaching you. But where that person upsets you or triggers you, comes after you, where is that reflecting something about you? Where is that an opportunity for you to heal or grow? Where is that an opportunity for you to show up and anchor in a more empowered energy, a higher frequency? Think about every single person coming into your life as some type of lesson or teacher or some sign of something. You can, if you try, find deeper meaning in every single moment. Not saying you need to do that, it could be exhausting. But I really started thinking about things in a different way. And it would even come to like, I don't know, I accidentally drop a glass. And then what is my reaction? And why did it drop? But the point is just shifting my perception and seeing like everything as a mirror around me, every single thing as a mirror, instead of like, why is this person doing this to me? Or what is it about this person? It was just shifting it all. So the focus was on me. So I could use every single experience as a learning lesson, a growth point, something I got to decide if I wanted to engage in or not. I think it can be really easy for people, especially, you know, the more people get into shadow work and moving through triggers and trauma healing, a lot of people start to like, just look at everybody around them. And yeah, it's easier to notice it in everyone around you, (laughs) but That's not necessarily the point. It's like everybody's pointing their finger everywhere else. But instead, let's just shift that. And what is this all mirroring about me? Because at the end of the day, the only person I can control is me and how I shift my energy can help me shift the energy of what comes into my reality. And every person, opportunity, situation, everything that's coming into my reality, what is this mirroring about me? What is this reflecting to me about how I'm showing up and the intentions I'm putting out there, what I'm ready for, what I'm not, what needs to be healed, where I'm ready to grow, and even learning the lesson (laughs) in itself of, let's say, everyone's a mirror, right? If you actually take on that perspective and someone does something that you don't like and you're like, what is this about me that attracted this in? But there can also be a lesson in learning. Not everything is about me. And so is that reflecting to you that you think that everything is so personalized and always about you? This gets very meta and I love it. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number 205-883. 8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. 
this is really the overall idea of shifting the way you see the world and really raising your vibration, letting go of all the things that are holding you back, the relationships tying you down and allowing things to float up alongside you if they're meant to. And seeing this reality as a creation that is meant to teach you all the things that you can learn and present obstacles that you can overcome, reflect things back to you that you are meant to heal or step into. Like, what if everything is a sign? And where can you be in observation so that you can see all of this? And notice where you limit yourself with identity or boxes. And with this idea of infinite possibilities, I love this. What this is really about, this is from the Sisters of Light, how people look at choices like this or that. And so they're saying anywhere where you're limiting yourself by saying, should I make this choice or this choice? Or maybe it's these three things. Should I move here or there? Realize that there are infinite possibilities of which job you could take, where you could move, who you could be in a relationship with. People limit themselves by saying it's this or that or this or nothing. This isn't true. But let's say you're deciding between two cities. You want to move cities and you have two cities you're deciding between. You're like, I don't know which one. Well, it's to really realize that actually, energetically, there are infinite possibilities of where of where you could move or live because there are different cities you could choose all over the world. But then also within that, what type of place are you living in? Who are you living with? Like there are so many possibilities, so many combinations. And just by you tuning into your energy or desire, you distilled all of those possibilities into, oh, these two. And it's like, wow, awesome. I just narrowed it down. But wherever you're feeling limited or stuck, if you feel trapped or very scarcity, like it's either this or that, it's really important to take a step back and realize there are actually infinite choices or possibilities. And if I don't like either of these, then I can pull in any other. I just have to shift my energy, shift my perception. And if I do like both of those, wow, how cool is it that I narrowed down this infinite amount to these two because I followed my energy, my desires, where my path is leading me to. This is how we all have these really beautiful paths, like what I want and where I am naturally thinking about going to for vacation or moving to is going to be very different than (laughs) maybe a person in a different state. And so where you feel like you don't have choice, there actually is so much choice. But when you're so in the box of what you perceive to be your life, you can sometimes forget that there are so many other paths you could take. And where you remember that there are infinite possibilities available to you is where you reconnect with your expansiveness, with your essence as an extension of source of all that is. and just really remembering that infinite possibilities are available to you if you allow yourself to see them. And I will end with two concepts that I feel like are really related. One is empowering yourself. Isis was talking about this and the other was grounding yourself. Arachne was talking about this. The theme with everything here is instead of looking outside of yourself for all of the answers, it's realizing Everything is a reflection of your own energy and you have so much more control than you think. And what you're looking for is actually inside of you. So instead of looking for outside validation, it is how do I find this empowerment within myself and anchor into myself? And with grounding, it's so important on so many different levels because you chose to be here as a human in this lifetime to have this human experience and not just be floating around in your upper chakras. And in fact, you... uh, fully balance your energy body when you are fully grounded. And that actually helps you very much open up intuitively, spiritually. But 
outside of the, yes, reconnect with nature, which is a huge theme, get your feet on the earth, in the sand, on the grass, in the dirt. She was talking a lot about grounding as an energy of like, how do you root yourself? How do you ground yourself? And especially at this time on the planet, we're being challenged to do this because there are so many people who are saying, well, I just need things to calm down and then and then I'll get settled or I just need all of this to stop. It is the larger lesson that the world can can spin crazily, right? The world spins madly on. This can happen, but can you be rooted within yourself? Can all the chaos happen around you and you still find stability and grounding within yourself? Because if you're always waiting for things to calm down, to stop, for there not to be chaos around you, you are disempowering yourself. You are looking for the grounding. You're looking for the stability outside of yourself. And it is up to you to root yourself. It is up to you to ground yourself. It is up to you to find stability within you, your own energy, not someone else. And so this is where do you look to your partner or your family or your friends to be your source of stability, to be your source of anchoring. It's not a bad thing to have those people in your life as support and love, but if you are dependent on them for stability, for grounding, for anchoring, that's an ego death waiting to happen. And that is a very, very prominent source of disempowerment for so many people. So the challenge is to find your grounding, find your stability within yourself energetically and not feel like I have to put my feet on the earth to get grounded. Yes, energetically, that's that's helpful and important. And physically, that's helpful getting those good old negative ions but let's think about grounding as an energy and let's think about that as stability, as rootedness. And are you looking for that outside of yourself or from within yourself? Everything they're teaching is about having tools to be fully self-sufficient and to really step into your own power. It's to notice where you are looking for things externally when really all you need is within. So I'm going to wrap up this recap there. There are so many concepts to cover. I'm just scratching the surface. And I really, really encourage you if you haven't already gone through the challenge to go through the challenge. There are so many valuable lessons in there and it's just offering you perspective. You don't have to take it on as your own truth or your own way of being, but it will help you to expand your consciousness just to be exposed to these different ideas and perspective. And I really think of it as like, honestly, if I were to do a whole course about expanding your consciousness, shifting to 5D, it would be this course. And I had so much fun making it, even though it <laughs> it fried me out because there's so much energy coming through. And I've just loved hearing your experiences with this. And I hope to hear more and more of that. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I have loved reading all of your comments on all the videos. If you haven't already done the challenge, again, the link will be in the show notes. There's so much to cover. And I'm just really grateful that so many of you showed up to this and are going to show up to it. And if you have questions around this, post it in the forum, the private forum. The link will be in the show notes and on my membership page on my website, christinathechannel.com slash membership. Post it in the forum. That's where I am polling questions for YouTube videos. And also I like to use those to kind of gauge what I want to post for membership videos, but that's a place to post questions. And I love, 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 love your questions. So thank you always for submitting those. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot, 
Share it on social media and tag me at Christina. The channel means the world to me. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you want to show the podcast some support. I so appreciate it when you do that. And it enters you to win a card pull if you submit it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. That's going to be it for today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.